It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to BGN Radio. Brady, back one more time. He goes and fires, and it is intercepted. Intercepted, running with it is Jenkins. Up the near sideline. Cuts back at the 30, at the 40, at the 50. Malcolm Jenkins is going 99 yards. Full touchdown! We made it to episode number 134, and uh, yeah, we are just uh, pumped as always. Well, I don't know. I think we're more more in the drama than we are about the uh, the Buffaloes versus the Eagles this week, but hopefully, obviously, we got to talk about that. We'll obviously talk about the matchup, what it means for the Eagles moving forward, actually what it means for the Bills too, because it's an important game for both of these franchises, uh, but uh, I'd like to welcome in first uh, a long-time a host that has not been on here in quite a while, and we're happy to have him back from our Eagles, Mr. Matt Daring. Matt, how are you, sir? Drama. <laughs> That's where we're at. Cue the music. Yes, there it is. Ah, yes, there it is. Like sands through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. The days of our, I, I tell you what, we'll get into the days of our lives type of scenario that's been happening this week here. First, I just want to remind everybody, if you are out there, and you want to, you know, if you've subscribed already or if you want to subscribe, please do it through iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Uh, give us all the feedback that you would like. We want to make this the best podcast for you uh, right here on BGN Radio. Let's start there, man. I mean, it's just been, <laughs> it started actually this way. It wasn't even, it wasn't even about McCoy. It was about DeMarco Murray talking to Jeff Lurie in a plane. We've, we've stabbed this thing to death all week. I barely thought, you know, we enjoyed the Patriots victory for maybe, what eight hours, nine hours, and we're I don't on know, to how this long thing. Did it take him to get on that plane. <laughs> exactly, that's, that's that's pretty much it here. And I, you know, it's I don't know. We're we're all speculating. At first, we thought it was an agent link that might have done this. Then we we're talking today. Maybe it was Miles Austin being a little disgruntled leaking this out. I just don't understand why on earth you would need to. I why you would need to do this. And we're assuming a lot of things about the conversation too. Let that let that be known. We don't exactly know what was said. Uh, it's just taking somebody's word of somebody's word for it at this point. But I don't know. What do you make of this DeMarco Murray situation here, bud? I think it's interesting. I think that um, 
none of the interpretations out there were particularly charitable. And and look, I don't think Murray has really earned that. I don't think he's earned like getting a charitable interpretation. And certainly when you talk about this, you know, pretty objectively, it doesn't really sound all that good. But like having a conversation about your role, like that could be any number of things. That could be you know, like, hey, like, I just want you to know that I'm sorry that I've been disappointing or I just want you to know that, like, I, you know, I have these concerns, which is not great. That was not that would not be a good thing. Uh, I just want you to know that my boss is an asshole. Like, you know, there's lots of different ways that this could have gone, you know, and it could have even been like, please keep him from benching me. Can you do that? Like, it could have really been anything. But it's just funny that everybody's just like, well, it was a complaint because I don't think it was reported that way. You know, I, and I, cer- I certainly don't think that based on. um Ed Werder's follow-up tweet about what a nice young man DeMarco Murray is that <laughs> that it really would be and I certainly I think I think that was probably the weirdest part it was just like this sort of unprompted like endorsement of DeMarco Murray as a person like you know per his source DeMarco Murray is the handsomest boy in school and he had a conversation with Jeff Lurie very kind of odd thing to come out um, but it certainly has been a lot of source of drama and you know DeMarco for his part he had three days and you know he was very deliberate about today's the day that I will talk today being Thursday is the day that I will talk blah 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 you know I will be talking to you on Thursday and then he comes out and he's like what we just had a conversation like can I talk to my boss like I don't know it's <laughs> it's weird it's it's like a it was sort of a weird kind of like dude you had three days and that was the best you came up with was like hey leave me alone forget about it you know in in the world where DeMarco Murray's a low-level mob enforcer but um <laughs> well that's like, a, that's the thing too here man is just because you you had even pointed out like you Three days to prepare for that, and even a couple of times where look, and we'll get in, we'll get into this a little bit too. But Chip Kelly had what twenty four hours to turn around after Lashawn McCoy comes out and says, "I ain't, I'm not shaking shit, man. I am not shaking that motherfucker's hand." And Chip Kelly basically comes out today and says, "Look, uh, there was mistakes made by me, by the rest of the guys in the front office of not handling this thing properly. He has every right to be pissed off." And handled it the right way. I thought, like, how can he come up with that in 24 hours? DeMarco Murray has three days in the locker room to go, you know what? It was, uh, I, I shouldn't do that in front. Like, anything, anything. It's just like, what I said was private. I don't, you could even come out and say, I don't even think what's being reported is, is very accurate. I just had a conversation with Mr. Loy, much like I do all the time. And I think we, we would have at least bought that a little bit. Just like we were saying, it would have been a little more charitable. Uh, even if it's complete bullshit, like just, just just to have that go away. But it, again, it just left more like kind of questions and answers here. Yeah. And I think that he's got, I mean, Laurie's not going to, well, Laurie will probably corroborate him if asked, but Laurie, you know, he makes very few media appearances. Um, you know, he's not really available for interviews all that much, except I think towards the beginning and the ends of every season. So I, you know, whatever he said, like eventually they get back to me and be like, did, did you really talk about that? And Laurie would say, look, dude, that was four months ago. And that would be the end of it. You know, so he could have really gone with anything. And instead, he's like, uh, that's private. Like, I don't know. Not a great look, you know, not really smart way to just, you know, just makes it seem like he's not smart enough to 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 lie or, you know, I don't even know. But just just not exactly um, not exactly very well handled there by by him. And I don't know. I got to say, like, it left me with a bad taste in my mouth. I do think it's funny that, like, everybody was ready to pounce on him. But, like, I also sort of think he deserves it. Yeah, I I, kind of had that in between, too. It's just like, man, I really feel bad if we're killing this guy over a normal conversation that they might have. And it comes out later that, you know, they didn't he didn't bitch about playing time. But everything that just like you said, when he's at the locker room, it kind of instantly washed all that some of that good faith away of just like, no, man. I mean, this is and it's and I don't know what it does like. 
even if it is his agent that did leak this thing out, which is initially what I thought and a lot of other people thought, what good does that do to tell Ed Warner, like, hey, he's upset? Like, I, I, what, I, I have no idea why that's a good, why that would ever be a good thing for a guy that's underperforming his contract. I, I don't get it. I don't understand. I don't understand the business, maybe, because that, that, that makes no sense to me uh, whatsoever. That being said, now, with this, and we'll get into McCoy in a little bit, too, um, we, we've talked about it a lot. I've talked with, you know, if you listen to me with Sean Brace over at Philly Influencer, we did that. We're going to be doing that Tuesdays and Thursdays uh, from now on as well, so go check that out. But um, the running back situation as is now, and we said it in the reaction show a little bit, is this the time now? Like, obviously, it would, I think it would shock everybody, and it's completely unexpected, and it, uh, or excuse me, rather, uh, unrealistic for DeMarco Murray to be a healthy scratch. I just don't see that happening. Um, in your mind, is there any possibility that they go with four active running backs now that Ryan Matthews is back, or is that pretty much scrapped now and you're just going to have to deal with this as it comes? Do you think Chip still rides the hot hand with these three guys? Yeah, I think that's a good question. I mean, it really comes down to their special teams contributions. So, I mean, Barner will play special teams. So I guess the real question would be, would Barner... Uh, well, and Mari probably wants to play special teams. At least I don't know that he has a reputation as being any kind of special teamer whatsoever. So I guess the question would be, who would go down if Barner came up? You know, which which you know member of some core special team member might go down when Barner came up? Off the top of my head, I have to say it would be somebody like Najee Good. Is Najee Good somebody that you want to take off the field that you want to make a game day inactive? You know, I, I would not. think. Yeah. So I don't know. I I kind of feel bad because I feel like Barner. Uh, hasn't really done anything wrong here, you know. And in fact, I thought, well, I'm sure all of you are going, what about the fumble? Which is true. <laughs> yes, so, um, is but, true, yeah. so I, you know, okay, yeah. I think actually I'm going to change my answer. Uh, I think that there's no way that they would keep Barner active. Yeah, because I, I, I try and keep going just like uh, they're not going to do that to a Jira Tutu. Um, if anything, maybe it was maybe it would be Kraus, but then you're left with, you know. Yeah, the, but those guys receiver. don't play the same. They're not the same body type, you know. Like it would have to be like a linebacker or, or Trey Burton type, and I don't think those guys are going down. Yeah, exactly. No, that's a good. That's a good point. So it will be. I I, I fully expect Barner to be inactive, even though despite the fumble, just like you know, people are probably still going to give you shit for. I I agree though. I, I bring think, it on. I think besides all that, I mean, he really showed you. He showed you a lot. I mean, he. Uh, I don't want to take one game and go crazy. Just like just like with Murray in one game, I don't want to go crazy. But, uh, I mean, he showed you a lot. I think he showed you enough that he can hang hang a lot more than, than Murray does. And this is the whole thing that's been working up to this all week. Murray's not, uh, isn't like a scheme fit. It, that, 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 that doesn't make any sense to me. That's never made sense to me. When people say, yeah, Murray's just not a, his, his legs are done. You know, at least for this year. I, it's just, there's not enough burst there. There's not enough vision. There's something wrong. And it's and it's not all on Murray. It's again, just like we've been saying, it's on it's on Chip and his usage. It's on the offensive line. There are things there that just aren't aren't crisp. Uh, and I just think where look, it, it, it's it's a mistake. We can just say it right. It was a mistake to do it this year. Who knows what's going to be left in the tank for next year as well? But I, I don't get the what happened. What needs to happen now is they do need to go with the hot hand. I that that, that to me still hasn't changed my mind. Ryan Matthews being back after a concussion is huge and it also makes me go, hmm, a little bit too. But there's that's where you have to start this ballgame with. Buffalo's an intense physical defense. Chip talked about it in the presser against the Patriots. They're a much better defense than the Patriots are. They're a lot more, they're the same type of, of a big bodied style in that front seven. 
you're going to need Ryan Matthews and Darren Sproles to kind of guide you here. I'm more of the mind that you, those two guys get the start. You use Murray later. Do you think that's the way to go here, Matt? Yeah, sure. I mean, that sounds that sounds as good as any. I mean, the the cynic in me wants to say like, yeah, uh, I think Murray needs to Murray needs to take a little nap. You know, he needs to have his Snickers for a little while on the bench there. <laughs> yeah. Because, and I don't know. I mean, it does seem like he gets better as the game goes on. So you know, I'm I guess I'm kind of curious whether the blocking improves or whether his running improves. So, you know, if you drop him in late in the game and he's cold, is that going to be an issue or, yeah. you know, are the guys in front of him going to be that much better? It's hard for me to say, like, I don't really think, I don't really think either of those things are true. I just think they just somehow gets better. So, you know, I don't really have a, a coherent thought on that, um, which is good because I just spent about 30 seconds talking about it. <laughs> but, you know, I, I guess that would be, that would be an interesting question to sort of bring him in to close out the game. Maybe when guys are a little bit more tired, you know, so that might keep him from getting tackled one on one in the backfield by an undersized safety. You know, maybe that would be a, maybe that might be a little bit of an asset to his game. But, yeah, it's it's hard for me to say, like, I don't I don't think I've ever seen as bad a football player as he's being right now. You know, it's it's bizarre. That was unkind. But, you know, it was it's, it's bizarre how how poorly he's performed. Yeah, and it's just that I I don't think that's unfair to say. It's just the it's just the way it is, man. Like you got to at this point, there's four games left in the season. Why Why even bother trying to, and I get it, I, we're basically saying, like, do the other thing, you know, and maybe not necessarily that Ryan Matthews comes through, but I, it just gives you the, I think it gives you a better opportunity to at least set the run, and, you know, if they're that's what I'm saying, they're going to try and show that the Buffalo secondary isn't great, and they're, especially against the deep ball, and not that, you know, Stan Bradford's a big deep ball thrower anyway, but that's going to allow you, um, you know, you have to get that run game going during this, during this football game, and it just... It scares me if if Murray's going to be the guy uh, looking forward there. You know, it's the return of LaShawn McCoy as well. Obviously, that's been the other the other big 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 storyline, and it's it's bringing up all the old. You know, shouldn't have traded for Kiko Alonso. They lost this move. They they've done uh, a lot of this. There's you know even some of the Buffalo guys I saw chiming in this week saying like, yeah, he looked phenomenal for the first five or six games of the season, and then turned into a completely different player in 2013. He's average. He's whatever, and you know, maybe there is something to that. I, I can't say one way or another. I think it's hard to determine that this guy's a, a complete bust coming off of you know, trying to play through this injury, which he which he obviously is. I think some of the usage from last week is, is correct. Chip even admitted that. I don't think he should be out there. And this is, I don't know, it just goes to show like how much how much this this run defense is missing uh, Jordan Hicks, at least in my opinion. But I don't know with with the shady thing now. It just seemed like uh, I, I don't know. I was kind of fine with. I was fine with it, really. I think we all kind of assumed, like, yeah, he's, he's kind of a douchebag. He's shown that in the offseason. You know, it, it flipped a lot of us when he started bringing up the race thing with Chip Kelly, and I thought a lot of people did a poor job this week of of him having to explain it, even when he was looked like he was willing to do so. But uh, I don't know. We just thought some McCoy coming back, and I know there's a lot of people, would you boom? Would you cheer him? I hope, uh, I, I don't know, I hope he gets booed to hell because he's, he's playing for a different team now. Uh, it's basically it's basically how I have it. But uh, your thoughts on uh, on McCoy, his comments, and him coming back to the link this week here, bud? Well, uh, I, let me be very clear. Let me let me be clear. Let me be very clear about this. <laughs> if Lashawn McCoy hit you, dear listener, with his car, he would not stop. Correct. All right. Yeah, that's probably so, right. This is. This is if you talk to anybody who's ever spent any time with him, even if they got an autograph by him, he, you know, you, 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 he signs your thing. You get a picture taken with you. He leans into your ear and he says, if I hit you with my car, I wouldn't stop. <laughs> he is a piece of crap. 
So you want to boo him, that's fine. It won't hurt his feelings. As I said, he would hit you with his car and drive away. So, like, this is this is who he is. He It won't hurt his feelings, and, and he would definitely do the same to you were the roles reversed and worse. You know, I'm not a big fan, uh, I think you could say. If you want to <laughs> boo him, I think that's fine. I certainly think it's, like, a weird thing to sort of try to throw, a, you know, a monkey wrench into this whole operation you know, like when adults are working kind of kind of thing. And then, you know, just turn around and be like, well, look, I mean, McCoy, you know, Chip, he didn't like me because I'm black. And also, by the way, this weekend, I'm having a females only party on a boat. Like, please send me your Instagram. So <laughs> doesn't like, add up like, really. Yeah. yeah. And so it's just like, I don't I don't think so. And, you know, Jackson's got his back. But Jackson's like, hey, uh, did any of you find twenty dollars? Because I lost twenty dollars. Um. <laughs> Like, like that, you know, that sort of thing. Like, like, I don't know. I, I wouldn't trust these guys words as far as I could throw them. Um, not to get too far down the rabbit hole, but I think that he's coming back. He's going to be juiced up. Uh, I think Patrick was the one who called that, that McCoy's going to be so juiced that he's going to have a fumble. Like he's just going to be like way, <laughs> way too, too jazz to like really, to really do it. And you know, who's going to be, he's going to be like looking for things. Um, I was sort of encouraged. Uh, I think Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox both sort of alluded to this, but they said like, uh, we've been practicing against him for a while. So I think we have some pretty decent ideas. Um, what exactly he's going to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Graham even said like, I remember, I remember my conversations with him. I sure hope he doesn't remember the conversations he had with me, uh, or something like that. And I was like, you, yeah. oh, damn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I was just like, you know, I was just like, ha, I think, so I thought that was kind of a baller move by BG, but, um, uh, yeah, with him coming back, I mean, I would, I would boo the hell out of him. I, I've been, I'm, I'm, I've been not a fan. I thought that, you know, his departure as botched as it was like, buddy, the people who botched are the people you work for now. You know, maybe you want to have a conversation with them about like how they like, you know, broke your heart this way. But uh, yeah. And, and and speaking of that, I just I thought it was I thought it was important for Chip Kelly to say, say those things. I, I was actually kind of taken off, uh, taken back a little bit. But in case you missed it, here it is real quick. I, think, uh, issue with you. I don't know. And I haven't had a chance to talk to LaShawn, so. You said you said that you would like to shake Deshaun's hand. They asked me if they they asked me if I would shake his hand, and yeah, I would shake his hand. Said yesterday that he does not want to shake your hand. As a coach who's like you know devoted a lot of time to a player and who wants things to be, does that? That's his that's his choice, and I understand it. And in how he was traded wasn't handled right, and and I've said that before. I did not get an opportunity to talk to him. And it's 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 a lesson that we should never do. To be honest with you, is that we were told that the trade wasn't initiated and it wouldn't be initiated till the next morning. So there were no phone calls to be made. And then all of a sudden, I'm driving to an event and he's been traded. And I I felt bad that I didn't get a chance to talk to him. I called him. He didn't answer my phone call. I know he was pissed, and he should be pissed, but rightly so. And every player that's ever left this team, I've talked to him personally myself. Everyone that's in town, we talked to him individually here in our office. I talked to him. The coordinator talks to him. The position coach talks to him. We have a way that we do it that I think is the right way to do it. And it wasn't exercised in that case, and and I understand why he's bothered. He was a all-time leading running back here. I felt like he was disrespected, and and it was wrong, and and that's and because I was part of it, then it it's on me. You know, when we traded for Sam and for Nick, 
with Jeff Fisher, it was a great situation. Jeff and me were both on the phone together and said, all right, when are you going to make the call? Let's call now. When we're done our phone calls with our players, text each other. He texted me. He was done. I texted him. I was done. I then called Sam. He then called Nick. And that's the way it should have been done. It wasn't handled that way with LaShawn, and I understand why he's not happy about it, and he should not be happy about it. And that's what I, I would apologize for that because it didn't, it didn't happen the right way. But on our standpoint, we thought the trade wasn't going to be initiated until the next morning, so there was no phone call to be made until the league approves the trade. So I understand where he's coming from, and if he doesn't want to shake my hand, I understand that. But I will always shake his hand. If he extends his hand to me, I would always shake his hand. I have great respect for him as a player. Everything we asked him to do here, he did. He was an outstanding football player for two years here. The only reason he wasn't here is that the money was too high. He's still a really good football player in this league. I don't know if I can say anything else besides that, but I do have great respect for LaShawn. I think he's a heck of a football player, and we're going to have our hands full when we play him this week. I just think that and the way he explained it was necessary. I think that's an answer we needed a long time ago. Yeah, I think that's what we needed in the offices. If he would have said, you know what, I screwed this thing up uh, as far as letting him know what was going on, I think people would have maybe had a slightly, uh, a little bit, I, I don't know what stopped him from saying that when McCoy made those comments. You know, I I, I, I think he he danced around that a little bit and just, just didn't say that and come out. So it's, I think it was, I think it was a good thing that he finally came out. Well, I think, Johnny, I think that, um, I think he did sort of allude to the fact that like the leak, you know, Somebody leaked the trade the day before it went through, and the, the leak came from Buffalo, you know. And I think he sort of said, like, you know, and, and McCoy was hurt by it, you know, and so maybe we should have we should have told him before, but we didn't want to tell him until the trade went through. And I, I think he corroborated that today. Yeah, so maybe, yeah, the, and that's true. Maybe I just kind of forgot, like, that he, I, it, whatever it was, it was a good reminder. I don't think it, it, people, he, because of, uh, you know, especially with McCoy in his locker room, I'm not, I am not shaking that shit. Like, there is so much venom in there of, of not being able to get over that stuff. And you know it still bothers him. And obviously we all knew that coming in. But, you know, he was kind of talking out of both sides of his mouth um, this whole week. And, he, you know, that's the, that's what I'm saying. That's what we're kind of alluding to. He just kind of does that regardless. Anyway, and I know Al Boykin was, you know, all fired yeah, up about I wasn't it gonna bring that up. I was going to bring that up. It does seem like former Eagles are a bunch of babies. You know, bit, yeah, and I don't know because look, I I follow the NFL generally, but I don't think I follow anybody in the NFL the way I follow the Eagles. At least it's a point of pride for me. Yeah, but um, <laughs> I, I think that like I I guess I am a little concerned that like everybody who leaves is like so vitriolic about it. And you know, maybe this isn't really maybe this isn't really any different. And everybody you talk to will say like bad things about their former coaches and whatever, whatever. And Al Boykin certainly is like is like oddly specific. I think he called him like. Um, I think he called him like uh, he said his like palms are sweaty or something yeah, like sweaty palm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it was like it was like that weird sort of stuff. But, you know, Deshaun, LaShawn, I don't know. It seems like there are a bunch of babies. Does Chip do this to people? You know, maybe. I mean, there are people out there like that. I don't know if it really bothers me that much. Um, and ultimately, they are responsible for their own actions, the, them being the players. But, you know, it, it is sort of it is sort of a little funny to me that it's like. Oof, boy, these guys are these guys are a bunch of babies. And I guess the other thing is that, you know, maybe this was the sort of person that like Andy liked, you know. Yeah, could be. And and you know, these are the sort of people that like, really responded to Andy. So, you know, there's like a either growing pains or like a band-aid being ripped off or I don't know, whatever metaphor you really want, but you know, like that's I just remember Kiko's kind of saying the same things of like he was very shocked and surprised that Buffalo would trade him. I guess too. You know, there was that side of it. But it's obviously he doesn't talk that much, so it's it's less of a story. I just think you know, I mean, and, and the fact that it, he basically just called him a racist, like that's that, that's why there's so much attention. That's why it's like it's it's back to the old thing. And Boykin had alluded to the same thing when he left. 
Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just going to be just like you were saying. <laughs> Matt was saying off air. It's like, you know, DeMarco Murray and Sean McCoy are uh, it's like the end of a bad 80s movie. <laughs> like at the end, Chip Kelly's just saying, I don't want either one of you. <laughs> and they kind of walk off into the sunset, which I thought was pretty funny. But, you know, uh, getting more specific, I guess that's we we Tyrod Taylor is obviously a huge popular topic uh, that comes up, especially when it's associated with Bradford. He came in here, and obviously the Eagles had a shot with him uh, to try and work out. Sanchez was already here. Bradford was already here. I get it. Might have been a missed opportunity, but let's not. I, I think when I look at Tyrod Taylor, and I was just I was going through a couple of the the game tapes today from Houston, and uh, you know previously from the Chiefs, and just to see what he does, I he's still. To me, he's a guy that is, uh, I don't know, I don't want to say Michael Vick, because like, I think he's hes a little more accurate than that, but, um, and a lot, sm- let's be honest, a lot smarter on the field, but I, there's just, there's so many different ways that I think you can can beat Tyrod, and I, I, a lot of people are saying, like, keep him in the pocket, you keep him in the pocket and throw, that's probably the last thing I would want to happen, I think his deep ball is, is good enough, especially with Sammy Watkins and Robert Woods both on the outsides there, that I'm just not... I think it's somewhat similar, and granted, they're, I'm not calling Tom Brady a, a speed burner or anything here. I just think if, if the ability to, to contain and also move him off his spot is where you're going to win here. Obviously, slowing down LaShawn McCoy helps. When I look at this Buffalo team, it's oddly familiar. I almost think like Randall Cunningham. You know, Randall Cunningham had a good defense and a really good running back is how I view Buffalo right now. It's the poorer version of that. Uh, so how would you stop... The, the Buffalo offense is it really just kind of are you on the contained part with Tyrod Taylor or is it more just the same game plan that the Eagles always like where you shut down the run make them one dimensional how you know how how would you cover Sammy Watkins any thoughts on that Matt yeah I think a lot of times with these uh these guys you really um you try to uh you play a lot of zone right with running quarterbacks it's always the case you always want to play zone because you always want to be uh keeping your eye on the quarterback and so that's what zone lets you do but I also think that a lot of times what you'll try to do is then you'll try to, to try to apply some pressure from the middle, and that'll basically force them to pick a side. And then from there, everybody's got their eyes on the quarterback, and they can go to one side or the other. Listen to me. I sound like I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I really think that – I mean, that's that's what you do see a lot of when you talk about these, you know, these these mobile guys, these guys with, who's got some juice in their legs, um, you know, that, that they, they will try to sort of rush them from the middle, apply some pressure, like, you know, up the middle or clog the throwing lane, certainly, and, and basically force him to move. Um, and force him to move outside the pocket. And people will say, well, that's where he's at his deadliest. You know, kind of. But, you know, that's also where he's going to make mistakes um, is when he, you know, he gets outside the pocket and suddenly everything really speeds up. Uh, and, you know, that's and that's where I think where you're going to you're going to see that sort of stuff. Uh, you know, keeping guys in the pocket, that's fine. I actually think that's a lot tougher for for like short guys like Russell Wilson, you know. Um, they are the ones who always have trouble in it, so, which is why they always have to play, you know, within these constraints. But, you know, Tyrod doesn't really have that problem. Um, I just think the biggest issue that he's going to have is that he's really streaky, you know. Yeah. So um, I don't know. And, I'm, you know, I don't know what that's what that's really a function of. I'm sure everybody's got a million different theories about that. I don't, I don't know. Maybe someone's right. Um, yeah, it's not like he's the, that, that's the thing. Like he's I think especially in the beginning, like there is and it's, and it's similar to how Buffalo's offense kind of operates like they're averaging about 26 points per game but at the same time it's up and down like it is it is it is very it's semi eerily similar to the Eagles offensive struggles but they have way more you know they're, they're more of a it is a big play offense they relied on that big play like you saw last week with with Sammy Watkins and if that doesn't come 
then it's then it's really hard to kind of do that, which you would think fits into the Eagles kind of defensive scheme already. That's basically their philosophy already is just don't get burnt. Don't let them get burned behind you. So I'm I, I'm confident ish enough, at least between the 20s, that they're not going to allow those guys to try and get downfield. I would I would imagine. I, well, I say that and then Billy Davis never really really doubles anybody up anyway. But I would imagine the focus is going to be on Sammy Watkins. You're going to take your chances with Robert Woods and Eric Rowe on the outside, or at least I would assume that. Um, and hopefully you get the same kind of disruption that you had against the Patriots. But this is where... Uh, by and, the way, that, that Malcolm Jenkins pick six, um, both LaFell and Amendola were doubled up. Okay, we'll see. There you go. So I think that there's... And what a what a great play by Walter Thurman to kind of semi-disguise the coverage on there after we watch that. But um, so so I do have confidence in limiting those big plays. It's just if you know if McCoy can get going and look, Rex Ryan still loves the uh, that Wildcat package every now and again. I saw it four times against Houston. God, he's the worst. <laughs> it's so it's so bad. It's so bad. Um, and it's and they've done some trickery that's in there too. Like they'll McCoy will hike it. They'll do a do an end around and then flip it to Tyrod and try and go downfield with it. So that to me is just like that is. That 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 doesn't really feel like a Greg Roman offense to begin with, but you'll see the double tie, or excuse me, the double running back sets. You'll see some of those things that are coming out there. But yeah, it is a it is a very big play type of offense. On the flip side, this is where I'm saying you have to. That's what the Eagles obviously need to do too, along with setting up the run. And I know if uh, it sounds very generic football analyst is what I'm about to say, set up the run to throw the deep pass. But that's what you have to do. I mean, this secondary is bad. Front seven, I think, is is way above average here, and I just see them having a tough time. I see the offensive line getting their ass kicked, too. I think Bradford's going to have have some trouble getting the ball out quickly. So, you know, get ready for swing passes and everybody groaning and short of the sticks, and the, a lot of that stuff is, is going to continue to happen because I just don't see the, the, the still, even though the secondary is bad, a deep threat ability here. But uh, what do you think the best plan is offensively for the Eagles to kind of attack Buffalo here, Ben? Yeah, I don't know. They have a ton of money invested in that front, and I think it's been pretty disappointing so far. Um, yeah. I don't really think that they've their pass rush has been as good as advertised, and, and in fact, I don't really think that their defense has been nearly as good as you would expect. You know, a vaunted Rex Ryan defense to be, whatever that is. Um, but I, you know, yeah, I would say that. I, offensively, I can never really tell what the Eagles are trying to do. You know, do they want to be like a West Coast team? They have some West Coasty kind of stuff, you know, and it seems like even their, you know, like you talk about like a shot play where, you know, it's like a play action out of like 22 personnel or 12 personnel or something, you know, but, um, you, you know, like one of those like big plays and then you have to pull the trigger on it, but it never seems like the big play is, you know, there or it never seems like the big play was even really supposed to be there. Like, you know, you'll maybe you'll have one guy running like a deep pattern, but it's not like a, you know, it's not like a, a, a go or a whatever. Um, and so, so I, you know, I, I'm never really sure offensively what it is they're, what they're trying to do. And I, I guess that's been a source of, of a lot of anxiety for me, uh, personally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, and it, and I just it, sound really haunted, but you know, like, offensively, um, offensively, like I don't know, like you know, we could talk about Mario Williams, we could talk about Marcel Darius, we could talk about Kyle Williams, we could talk about um, missing someone doesn't matter, you know, we could talk about those guys, but I don't really think that those guys have been taking over games the way that they should be. So I'm sort of willing to say, like, you know, let's just let's just cook a little bit, let's try to pick on the, you know, let's try to pick on those linebackers, let's try to pick on those safeties, and let's try to see, you know. Uh, what we can do there. Stefan Gilmore is out this week. That's huge. Yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's where I'm saying, like, I, I agree with you. The times that they've gone, and it's been, I don't know why they don't go back to it a lot. 
But the times that they do go five wide, I know they did it against Carolina a couple of times. Uh, I think they did it against Miami for a couple of drives. That's what I'd like to see a couple of times here because make those, that's what I'm saying, man. Make those safeties be one-on-one in coverage somehow. You know, exploit that. If not, then you can go just like you were saying to the linebackers. That's what I want to see uh, maybe a little more than usual. I, I trust, I said, it's weird that I'm saying this now after, you know, it's finally come around. I trust Sam Bradford in those situations a lot. Um, and they just, yeah, they have to, they have to go after and they have to exploit these guys. Um, I, I just want to, and what's your overall feel of the game too? Because it's obviously we're going to, we're going to get the NFL picks in just a little bit. And I, I apologize to everybody. I know there was a lot of phone calls this week. We're having a weird thing with our, with our Skype. It went down, it went back up. Uh, so we're just trying to kind of get that going, but we'll definitely take your phone calls for all the reaction on uh, Sunday or Monday. What's your overall feel with this, man? I mean, I just feel like this is, they were it was they were favored by one, and now Buffalo is flipped, and they're favored by one. It's to me, I just don't think they win this football game based off a of feel. You know, I don't think that at any time that I felt like okay, here's where they can come around and and take a streak on, and that was after Dallas, and then it just kind of got fumbled away by that whole the whole crazy three weeks that went into there. Uh, what's your overall confidence with this? It's not like it's an it's a not winnable game. I just don't feel. I still don't feel great about it. I think that it all hinges on whether or not Buffalo's offense can really get going. Um, And I guess the flip side of that is whether or not the Eagles defense can really get going. But I sort of feel like, I mean, look, their, you know, their pass protection isn't great. You know, their uh, offense isn't always humming, you know, it's so I, I just feel like that this will be won or lost, you know, sort of by that. I think that the offense, I don't know. I mean, I'm not confident at all talking about the offense anymore. Like at this point, I'm like, I'm like done with it. You know, I, I like I have no idea what the offense is going to look like, whether or not it's going to show up. You know, last week was sort of an aberration. You know, maybe the offense looked pretty good before Bradford got hurt. Um, but I, you know, I don't know. I'm not really confident in saying like, well, this offense is going to come out of here and crush anybody because I don't know. I think any given day they could beat anybody or they could be like completely ineffective. You yeah, just have, yeah. I just have, I have no idea, but I, I really just think that it's going to come down to whether or not the defense can get them some short fields, whether or not, you know, the special teams can come through in a big way. Um, boy, it's weird to talk about the team like this, but you know, I think that it's just really going to come down to that. And I, you know, I'm not a huge believer in that Buffalo offense. You know, they've had troubles, They've had, you know, they've had issues. They've had issues protecting their quarterback. Their quarterback got hurt. Um, you know, their quarterback played hurt through that that Monday night game a few weeks ago. Um, you know, they he missed a couple of games. Um, you know, they've had they've had issues with that. They've had problems running the ball. I mean, LaShawn McCoy was like 15 attempts for 13 yards against the Colts. It was like a month or a month and a half ago. You know, that hasn't always gotten going for them. So I think that it's really going to live and die based on whether or not Buffalo is able to, you know, get something going there. And you mentioned special teams in, in defense, and I think a lot of this week that was just kind of played as fluky. You know, that was kind of the line that kept coming. I was like, ah, it's fluky. You shouldn't have those things. You should Malcolm Jenkins shouldn't have that interception. Look, you got sometimes you got to give credit where credit's due. I mean, Maragos saw what was going to happen on that punt block. Yeah, maybe he doesn't get there nine out of ten times, but he did down that one. You know, and the emphasis has always been there. It hasn't. Obviously, it hasn't been as consistent and I don't think they've had as many opportunities because they're you know there's there hasn't been a lot of punts this year and there's a, a lot of things going into that but last year we didn't mind that at all because they were winning football games I think that you know we were talking off air two or three times that's what carried the team into there the St. Louis game uh the Indianapolis game and the 
not the 49ers game. <laughs> which, they, um, which was part of the 48 and 2, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, but, but, so, but so I think there were three games that they won by fewer points than the defense and special teams scored. So in other words, if the defense and special teams had scored zero points, which is maybe what you'd expect, then the team would have lost that game. Yeah, uh, well, and, and that's true. And if you have to go like, go back and watch that third quarter again, because literally the Patriots had the ball the entire time. There was one drive in there where that was it. And the, and the only drive of the third quarter leaked into the fourth quarter. Guess what happened? Bradford threw a freaking touchdown, a strike to Jordan Matthews. So, I, you know, you can't be you can't be too upset by that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm not going to say they have to rely on that, but it helps get getting stuff going. I mean, it, that's the other phase that we have always talked about with this Eagles team going into the last year. Chip Kelly putting the emphasis on it, and when he does, those are your results. When Chris Maragos isn't your nickel safety, which I think kind of helps, and I'm still yeah, back and forth with Red. that now. I thought that was a pretty interesting point. I, I I wonder. Well, I bet if you ask Chris Maragos, he'd be like, "No, I can do it all." But I wonder if that's true. You know, I wonder if that's really if there is really something going there. Because I thought Ed Reynolds was serviceable. You know, I thought that yeah. he could have been better, but he certainly was not just a complete disaster. Um, so you know, so good for him. But um, I, I thought that I thought that that was sort of an interesting point that you know you you take your core special teamers and you just like you focus them you make them focus on what it is that they're that they're supposed to be doing and you know you can get better that way. Yeah, man. I mean, the guy that like he gets fired up for literally anything on punt return, kickoff return. Like if he touches a dude's leg, he is clapping and saying whatever it is to himself, or like going crazy down the field. And that's why we love him. I think when you when you have those guys. Constantly just focusing on that, it, it changes. And maybe that's, you know, whatever you can complain about safety depth. I, I still don't think Marigos did a bad job when, when he was there. So, um, you know, that being said, it's just, I, I just, I get the feeling like this is a, a five point loss for, for whatever reason. Like just something is, is not going to happen. It's, it's Shady's revenge game. We'll get into predictions in just a little bit, but let's have some fun right now and let's get to the NFL picks. Hit me. It's time to ring the bell. And play some bets. Hey, I don't want your money punching my money. Here come our NFL picks. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. So uh, coming up on 97.5, the Fanatic on Sunday from 8 to 10. And I guess I'll throw this in there now. We got a little, a little teaser for you. Uh, the Fanatic's given us, our, you know, the regular two hours on Sunday. Uh, and Kyle Scott will be there to gloat about how he was how he called the the Patriots victory two weeks in a row, and uh, we'll let him have his airtime. But the next Sunday after that, on Sunday the 20th, not one, not two, not three, but we're going to go four hours on 97.5 The Fanatic, so we'll have a lot of things planned there, uh, a lot of bits and, and all that good stuff in there. But uh, let's uh, let's go to the board here. It hasn't been a, hasn't been a great week. Uh, let's start in Chicago here, Matt, it's, it's kind of an interesting line here too. Washington traveling after uh, on a short week on a on the worst freaking football game I've ever seen on Monday night in a long time. Horrible, horrible. Uh, started out as a minus one, has climbed now to uh, just the the regular uh, minus three home favorite. Uh, Chicago and Washington. Who do you have in this one? Uh, I'll take Chicago. I felt like Chicago had like a pretty a pretty sort of. Uh, crappy loss last week uh i think they'll still be sort of feeling it i guess you could say the same thing about washington but i think uh, still give me chicago um they're they're down a man with bennett going on ir and it looks like jalen saunders just got suspended for peds but i don't know uh i'll take chicago i think that defense is playing a lot better than anybody really would have had any right to expect 
Um, and I just don't think I don't think Washington's got what it takes to, to do anything sort of consistently at all anywhere at any given time. So, you know, give me Chicago. I think that Jay Cutler's the difference there. Yeah, sure has it. And uh, yeah, just like you're saying, Chicago's defense is, I, I would say, ever since probably the middle of the year has been coming on real strong. And um, those are that's starting to work out. I think it's yeah, I think Jay Cutler is the difference in this one, especially at home and uh, maybe even a little forte forte sunshine in there. Uh, Matt, where are we heading to next, bud? Uh, we're going to go over to Cincinnati, and we're going to dump some chili on some spaghetti and go to town. <laughs> um, Cincinnati is a two-and-a-half-point favorite over Pittsburgh. They're at home, so I guess, you know, the three-point swing being what it is. Pittsburgh's, you know, slightly favored there. Ooh, that's tough. What do you think, Johnny? Uh, yeah, I'm so, well, Tyler Eifert being back, I think, helps. Uh, so I'm kind of leaving. Cincinnati at home, it's a, again, this is another crucial game for them because Cincinnati needs to keep Pittsburgh off their heels. I'm going to take Cincinnati in the points here. I just don't think that between Dalton and, and A.J. Green and their big playability, along with, uh, you know, Pittsburgh has been able to do that as well. Hey, it's, uh, by the way, is Brandon Boykin finally playing now? Because that uh, I heard he had an interception last week. Uh, and, yeah, so that, that's what I'm sticking with. I think uh, just that, that's enough to make a difference. I'm sticking with Cincinnati in the points here. Yeah, I'd have a hard time picking, uh, picking against Cincinnati uh, either. I just don't think that. Um, I just, I mean, Cincinnati, they're so good, man. You know, they, they have, they have it all, you know, all three phases. I think that I just don't know if, if Pittsburgh can really hang. I mean, I've heard people calling Pittsburgh a juggernaut too. Like, I don't know. Uh, I'm not really buying it. So yeah. They're, they're wide receiving core. Sure. And sure. Yeah, that's man. true. Yeah. I actually saw somebody online saying, boy, they're so much better than the Eagles. Like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah. They're better than everybody. <laughs> even, even Arizona has like, the, is a distant two. I can't think of any other, like. You know, behind that, it's it's ridiculous. And uh, yeah, whatever. Josh Huff, Martavius Bryant, spin that wheel for the fifteenth time. Like, yeah, so did every other Bryant team. Already served one uh, his first suspension, and word on the street is that that was expected and oh, was okay. not. Yeah. So, you know. well, there you go. Yeah, I think I don't have any. I don't have it. There's no way I could possibly pick against Cincinnati with this game. You know, I just think that Andy Dalton. You know, it's not at night, so he won't be on TV. You know, I just don't think that. I don't think that there's any reason that Cincinnati wouldn't be able to pull this off. Sorry, honey, nothing personal. Steelers are going to lose. Uh, we're going to go to uh, obviously uh, the uh, the Eagles here. Let's get to the the major predictions again. The line is see. This is where I get tripped up too because Vegas is saying, yeah, maybe not. I I, I feel like I don't know. The minus one's kind of a. Yeah, that is kind of a Buffalo line. So uh, I'm going to say it's going to be close. Shady gets under 100, scores a touchdown, uh, maybe goes to the locker room at one point, comes back out, and yeah, I'm going to say I'm going to say Eagles 20, Buffalo 25. Ooh, I have a hard time picking against the Birds in this game. I th- and I feel like if they do lose, it's going to be more, it's going to be one of those bad ones. You know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think they try to build a little bit on the some of the efficiency they showed last time. I mean, look, last week the 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 offense was not productive at all. It was 250 yards of offense. Like that's not going to win you a lot of games. But they were only out there for 50 snaps, and you know that's even even on a per snap rate that's all that's pretty low. But you know the Eagles have always been really low as far as per snap offense goes. Um, so I would think that you know if they can get out there and they can play their you know their normal two or 300 snaps that they usually played in a game, <laughs> I think that we're looking at you know. The Eagles could the Eagles could put up thirty, um, and I definitely don't think the, that the Bills could put up thirty, uh, at least not without you know the help of some non-offensive touchdowns. So you know I'll take the Eagles, and I'll say the Eagles the Eagles score thirty, and Buffalo scores let's say twenty-three. Okay, well there you go. Uh, 
Hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully Matt's right, and we will uh, join I you. Do, I do like your shady goes to the locker room prediction. That always <laughs> seems to happen, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, he goes, he's like, oh, my uh, thumb, and he leaves and comes back. You know, it always happens with, like, these homecoming things. Yeah, there was always that panic. Like, he would go down and grab his <laughs> – I remember one time he grabbed his thigh. We all was like, <gasps> oh, no. And then he would be back out there for, you know, a couple of plays later. So, uh, for myself, John Barchett, and, of course, for Matt Daring, we thank you for joining us and listening to uh, episode number 134 right here on uh, BGN Radio, and of course, again, uh, join us on The Fanatic, 8 to 10 a.m. this Sunday. So uh, that's going to do it. Thank you for listening right here on BleedingGreenNation.com and LibertyBroadcast.com. You've been listening to BGN Radio right here on BleedingGreenNation.com, fueled by Duncan Philly and part of the Liberty Broadcast Network. Folks, we have now reached our final destination of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. We realize you have a choice in podcasting. We thank you for choosing ours.